What's, What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. I am Toshiba Oliver, one of your hosts. And I'm Leah Ross, your other host. Living as an urban Christian woman is an amazing gift and an incredible responsibility. We need God's truth to shape and transform us. The Urban Christian Woman is a space to help us grow in faith and steward who we are and the cultural context in which we live. On this podcast, we will excavate God's word and have great conversation about books of the Bible, discuss things happening in culture along with its challenges and how the Bible responds, and hear from and be encouraged by women living faithfully in everyday spaces for the glory of God. So listen, wherever you are, know that in this space, come on in because the water is fine and be equipped for everyday life through the Urban Christian Woman podcast. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. What's up, ladies? Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman podcast. We are here in the On Mission series. Yes, we are. And yes, we are. Yeah, part two of Women on Mission in the Bible. Absolutely. Because there was too much goodness for one. So mm-hmm. here we are back again for two. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited, ladies. Today, we are going through Mary, mother of Jesus, and mm-hmm. Lydia, mm-hmm. who just shows up Right. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. one. I mean, like, we all sort of know the story of Mary, mother of Jesus. So that will clearly be a Mm -hmm. familiar text, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But Lydia? Lydia, Yes, Hanty. Yes. Lydia? Yes. 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 She's a a, a sleeper hit. She's a... slow sleeper here yeah. that people, people have not yeah. brought to the light and Miss so out and then uh, yeah but the the wealth from her story and from mm-hmm. her experience and just mm-hmm. all that she brings to that context at the time as the mm-hmm. church begins is mm-hmm. just straight richness so yes. yeah yes. so let's just jump on in to Sheba with Mary mother of Jesus mm-hmm. uh where are we looking at what are we yeah where are we at in the scriptures yeah so we are going to be reading from Luke chapter 1 verse 26 uh through Luke 1 55 today and so open your Bible and let's get this party cracking So in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, greetings, favorite woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Verse 41, 
When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill what he has spoken to her. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. And then we're going to jump to one more passage of scripture in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. And this is what it says. They all were continually united in prayer, along with the women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Mm. Mm. So y'all, she was there at the beginning of the story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we see her at the the new beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Like not mm-hmm. the end, the end of the chapter of Jesus on earth walking among us, but mm-hmm. obviously we know it's not the true end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she bookends at both sides of this narrative of Jesus. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so there's a lot about how she just is, mm-hmm. a, is a participant mm-hmm. in this narrative of Jesus mm-hmm. and is on mission herself as yeah. a vessel. So let's yeah. start to talk about that. Yeah, Mary, we're really going to land today mm-hmm. a lot on Mary being a vessel, mm-hmm. a vessel. And so we'll talk a little bit more about all of all of that, some of the implications of being a vessel. But I love, uh, Leah, before we dig mm-hmm. in, just what you're saying about number one, that she is at the both at the beginning and mm-hmm. at the end of the bookends of Jesus, but she is also at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. She is at the story of the church. Mm-hmm. So she is seeing what her son sought to accomplish right. and how um God's kingdom yeah. through his church is now going to be built. And yeah. that is just yeah. amazing and so super dope mm-hmm. for her to be able to be graced to see that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, one of the things that we really see right in the scripture is that Mary is called most blessed among women mm-hmm. in the scriptures. Um, her place in history is as the vessel through which God in the flesh came into the world. And she was a vessel. She offered her whole self as a part of God's mission. And so um, she said, even in her, uh, in the scriptural text, right? Mm-hmm. Like it says, um, uh, blessed, um, I am the Lord's servant, be it unto me as 
as you have said. And so the fact that there is this passive practice that's happening through the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in through her to have the Son of God, Jesus himself, and the activity of her to be willing to submit. Yes, the willing submission. The mm-hmm. willing submission to be the servant and the vessel of God. Yeah. She is offering her whole self as a part of God's mission to the rescue plan and being a conduit for the kingdom of God to Mm -hmm. come on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, indeed, she is like, blessed. Mm -hmm. She's blessed among women. Yeah, There is, I mean, there's something that is just ultimately um, unique about Mm -hmm. the way that she is this vessel, right? Mm -hmm. There is only one vessel like the one that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. like Mary, the only one that gestated the very Lord Mm -hmm. Jesus in flesh. Mm. And so her role is most blessed among women. Yes, Not saying that she's exalted among the other saints in sort of the, the, um, you know, extra biblical traditions that are off, but that she... Uh, fulfilled a role in scripture that only really one person fills. Only That's one right. person filled. That's right. And it was her. And so in this way, we say she is blessed. And in this way, we say her role as a vessel is just really, um, really beautiful and really special. And, and she, it's sacred. And, and it's, it's sacred. sacred. Yes. It's not something that mm-hmm. um, everyone has access to, right? right? As a matter of fact, no one has access Amen. to it yeah. because it is sacred. Mm-hmm. It was done by the work of the Holy Spirit, yeah. which speaks to his power as well. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, even just the way that she, um, that this, she recognizes Mm -hmm. I I believe, I mean, we see evidence that Mary recognizes the whole way, this whole process, that Mm -hmm. this is because of the favor of the Lord. I mean, she calls Mm -hmm. out that this all came to be Mm -hmm. because of the Lord's favor Mm -hmm. in her song in Mm -hmm. uh, in verse 48. She Mm -hmm. refers to the Lord's favor that this is her recognizing this is not... Um, based on merit or anything that she, yeah. because of her position or posture. But in fact, she says he has looked upon the humble, my this humble servant, mm-hmm. looked upon the lowly. Mm-hmm. She recognizes herself as sort of like mm-hmm. just your average lady, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And she also- Young, is, sort of like uninfluential. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yet the Lord's favor, it, mm-hmm. it originates with the Lord mm-hmm. that brings her into this space, this special calling, this special mm-hmm. mission of service of her whole vessel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, even as you're saying that in verse 48 as well, it, it talks about like her, the condition and the posture of her heart. Yeah. One, mm-hmm. But then it goes into of his slave, mm-hmm. of his slaves is what the CSB sort of renders it, which we all know in this context, when it's saying the word slave is actually illuminating who we are called to be mm-hmm. as those who are people of the cross, which mm-hmm. are bond servants. Mm-hmm. That means my life is not my own. Mm-hmm. It was bought with a price. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going to glorify God in my body mm-hmm. is what the what the word uh, comes out of as a bond servant. That mm-hmm. is what it means. And so when she is uh, singing this song of praise, she's singing it from a place yeah. of 
a rooted conviction mm-hmm. uh, even, even before. I, I feel like this song is sort of an outpouring, not mm-hmm. just of what the Holy Spirit did, yes. but that she knows that her life mm-hmm. was favored by the Lord, that it was favored by the Lord, mm-hmm. and that because of that, she has this humble posture. Mm-hmm. She's saying her life is not her own, and she is indeed most blessed at the same time. And so Mm -hmm. there's this sweetness that comes out of this, like that this woman at, and she was young. I mean, you know, some scholars are saying this is a 14 year old. Y'all think about a 14. Okay. Let's just, let's just say this. Our 14 year olds are not at that level. That's what I'm saying in Western culture. Okay. In Western culture. Yeah. yeah, Let's clarify. You know, in Western culture, for sure. You know, and I'm thinking about this in from Eastern culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, at 14 years old, there are just some things that cross uh, cross relate, which mm-hmm. is no 14 year old is walking around. Mm-hmm. They're thinking typically about play mm-hmm. and enjoying their girlfriends mm-hmm. and all of these things, which mm-hmm. I'm sure she there could be, you know, yeah, some, some place where yeah, yeah mm-hmm. she has she has a crew. But I'm just saying there is this clarity of this is a different type of 14-year-old mm-hmm, as well that mm-hmm. is carrying the Son of God. Mm-hmm. And we see that through her whole, it, we all have, many of us have read the account of Mary and for her language to even be when she's yeah. interacting with Joseph as well. Like there's just this intentional humility yeah. and this posture of some spiritual maturity, some real I was real just about to say maturity and yeah. rootedness. I mean, the fact that, like I, I I really see that she also knew the scriptures, right? Yeah. yeah. She knew about God's promises. Mm-hmm. She calls out God's God fulfilling his prophetic promise yes, to Israel girl. and to Abraham's offspring. And so she knew God through mm-hmm. his word. And so when you talk about that maturity, yeah. I'm like, I totally see that because she wasn't just, right? You're saying like maybe your average 14-year-old. Yeah. And whatever the whatever the sort of like cultural context of the Middle East at that time, mm-hmm. like we do know that like 14 is young. I mean, yeah. she's probably thinking about transitioning towards yeah. the future. She yeah. was betrothed to Joseph. And yeah. so she's thinking about becoming a wife. Yeah. But overall, like just even the the position and cultural role of women like yeah. were many women sitting around like knowing deeply and intimately like the prophetic promises of God to yeah. Abraham and his offspring yeah. I don't know but what I am saying is that Mary did Let, she knew okay. God through his word yes, she, she knew that he was planning to fulfill this promise yes. and she was faithfully and expectantly waiting it waiting yes. for it even yes. though she didn't know that she would be the yes. one chosen as yes. the best look, one look right at verse 50 it says his Mercy is from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. I mean, this girl like literally knew that like there was this deep rootedness Mm -hmm. in her. She understood the, the, she understood mercy. Yeah. Like a theological concept and how it it was carrying the people of Israel from generation to generation, Mm -hmm. not grace, but Mercy. Mercy. She knew the history that this is not a people who uh, 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 freely deserves the Mm -hmm. goodness of God, right? That's why it says in 50, his mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the he has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich what rich away empty mm-hmm. he has helped his servant israel mindful of his mercy and so she just 
she has this rootedness. She understands that there is one who is coming, this yeah. awaited, expected yeah. Messiah. Verse 55, just as he spoke to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants mm-hmm. forever. And so just understanding there is this away. And she's like, this is he who comes, you know, and I and I am humble. Yeah. I am humbled. It yeah. is the favor of God that has has chosen me to do this work. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, and I think too like her her whole emotional maturity, right, that we're talking about is brought is brought to light even with just how she responds to the angelic messenger, yes, right? Girl. She's like what are you talking about mm-hmm, first? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yo, this is what I'm talking about. Right. And then her response. And after that is, right. I am your servant. Maybe right. as the Lord said. Right. Which, which is, and this is, oh just my give goodness. Just give me on Ooh, the page. The Holy Spirit bringing it. I'm like, this <laughs> she is was like, take. just, just catch me up, right? Yes. Catch me up on the page. And yes, once girl. she's caught up, she's like, may it be. Yes. And girl, this is what's so crazy because it's recalled, the Holy Spirit is bringing back from the Luke series, mm-hmm. right? And how we did this, um, this comparison between mm-hmm. her and Elijah. I mean, not Elijah, her and Zachariah, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Her, yeah. her cousin the Zachariah. Response the faithful the... response. Mm-hmm. And this girl is like, this girl is showing up yeah. through the power of the Holy Spirit she's and she's up. responding not in a doubtful way, mm-hmm. but she's saying, how can this be as I'm 15, 14 and I'm betrothed and I'm not betrothed mm-hmm. to anyone? Mm-hmm. Like how this is, how is this going to shake down in her mind? Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're just saying that this girl is rooted. Yeah. She is a rooted 14 year old. And so one, that's just an exhortation to some of us who discredit young people in our local church who really are walking in faithful surrender to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we're like trying to deal with some of these like, uh, 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 sort of trivial things. Mm-hmm. L- listen, young people can deal with the things of God. Yes. They can deal with mm-hmm. the things of God, the mm-hmm. deep things of God. And and we see this, we see Mary as a vessel modeling mm-hmm. this through the work of the Spirit, mm-hmm. through the work of the Spirit, for yeah, sure. Through the work of the Spirit, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we're, I mean, like this is, we're seeing this played out already, Ooh. but when we talk about the mandate, right? Like we've been mm-hmm. talking about this consistency of being on mission means fulfilling the mandate mm-hmm. to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So where do mm-hmm. we see Mary on mission consistent with this mandate from God? Yeah, her her literal maternal fruitfulness mm-hmm. gave us the son of God, yeah. our redeemer. Yeah. Okay, the one who we... We uh we worship the one who went to the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. I'm about to went to and conquer death, hell, and the grave. And rose and, up. And come on now, somebody give me a ham and organ and and is now seated at the right hand of God making mm-hmm. intercession. Can I get an amen, amen on that? Amen. Hallelujah. Like her literal maternal fruitfulness mm-hmm. gave us Jesus. Mm-hmm. She literally became a physical vessel for multiplication, right? Mm -hmm. Just like we see in Genesis, right? Mm -hmm. To be fruitful, to multiply, Mm -hmm. bearing the one who would bear the spiritual children. What was said all the way back in Genesis with Abraham, Mm -hmm. look up into the heavens, count the stars. There's so many that that's how many children, your your children will be. They will be numerous as a star. This Mm -hmm. is the fulfillment of that. Mm-hmm. Mary is is a full manifestation of multiplication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Full manifestation. Full manifestation. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Talk to talk to us, Leah, about um, her operating in her context, her role and her calling. We're talking about this maternal fruitfulness. Talk mm-hmm. to us about this girl. Like, how yeah, is she man. on mission operating in her calling? I mean, talk about that a little bit from the historical sense, too, of what right. you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the the calling, the maternal calling is a real one, particularly in that context in the culture, right? Right, like, right. There was, there was all this other cultural... Uh, importance or value added on to having children. And honestly, it extended many ways throughout scripture in an unhealthy way mm-hmm. where there was too much emphasis on the children that you could bear. Come, Come on. on, Leah and Rachel and Come that, on. all that conflict that now. came in there. Come on. But knowing that, I mean, because the, this is the way that uh, financial security would happen. This yes. is the way that your name would continue. This yes. is this is yes. the multiplication, right? It was everything. So there's mm-hmm. way to that. And so I just like for Mary, like, she is she is in this like manifestation of obedience doing like participating in what is important maternally but also participating in God's rescue plan right mm-hmm. and so i love that just the faith that she has is pointing her towards her identity that she says no i am the lord's servant mm-hmm. so this maternal role that you're calling me to may it happen just as you said. And mm. so even just her, like we talked about earlier, her wrestling through her just sort of like humanity response of like, mm-hmm. rep, like, like make it make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm a virgin, like make it make sense. Make it make sense. And the way that the angel, this angelic messenger makes it clear of like, no, the Holy Spirit is going to do this. Yeah. And you're going to give birth to this son and you're going to call him Jesus. Yeah. And then she's like, all right, I'm on board. Yeah. May it happen as you have said. Yeah. Um, and she and it still didn't make sense. It still didn't make sense. But, but she's but walking her in faith, faith. Yes. And he's articulating. I mean, Gabriel is articulating this. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Be it unto me as you have mm-hmm. said. I'm, I'm the Lord's. Even her 14-year-old, like, I am the Lord's servant. Yeah. Be it unto me as you have said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, that makes sense. No, she just she she had a resolve. Right, almost this. I'm the Lord's servant, yeah, so I don't because she, whatever really, he's saying. That's a good point. I mean, she's really not saying, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. She she's, ain't she's like, you know what? Just it's gonna play out, and here I am. And here I am. And that's true because, you know, it's sort of like, it doesn't even make sense. I mean, we flash forward into Jesus's story. Yeah. And one of the first things that happens with, with her and Jesus, he's left behind in the temple. And Mary and Joseph are panicking, looking around for him. Yeah. Making it clear to us that they don't really understand who they're working with. I mean, you know, they yeah. understand, but as we know, like yeah. even the people of Israel yeah. had all of this, all of these assumptions of what the Messiah would be like or whatever. And so yeah. Jesus just didn't fit some of that the way they understood. They didn't understand what the scriptures actually meant as far mm-hmm. as how Jesus was going to be manifest and live out his life. Mm-hmm. And so I can imagine that that was true to a degree for even Mary and Joseph, even as they parented Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that, she submits um, as a continual vessel in mm-hmm. her motherhood. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, 
mean, that's just a whole word to the mothers. Ooh. It's just that we are vessels and we submit in continual obedience to the role that God mm. has for us. Mm. Um, mm. But that she does that through fulfilling the law according to all that was written in the law and the prophets about Jesus. One, it was written that a virgin would give birth. And mm-hmm. so she's like, okay, I got this. It's even written uh, how he was how he was to be wrapped as a newborn, mm-hmm. bringing him to the temple to be dedicated, et cetera, et cetera. All of these instances that we can look back at Isaiah, mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. look back at mm-hmm. other, you better come other prophets here. that say, mm-hmm. you know, to, to these very specific like space and place oriented yes, details girl. of how it would be. And, and it's done that way. And her obedience then is so, so glorifying to God. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. glorifying to God. And so mm-hmm. the the her maternal obedience is a way that she's walking um, as a mm-hmm. vessel mm-hmm. to glorify God. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. then for, let's talk about like what we yeah. can glean from her story. Where do we turn in her story to say, okay, where do I, how can I see my mission in yeah in response to Mary's Mm -hmm. obedience Mm -hmm. and what I learned from her. Yeah, I think about how we were talking about fruitfulness and how the mandate brings this this context of what we see through Mary, which Mm -hmm. is her obedience. Now, her obedience came physically through the work of the Spirit, right? But we see, as we talked about in the first podcast of this this series, this expansive obedience, Mm -hmm. expansive obedience. So why am I saying expansive obedience? It's not just your physical or biological children, Mm -hmm. right? But it is the expansive obedience to spiritual children. That's what we're talking about, Abraham's offspring, right? And so Mary is unique because she has no occupation. Mm-hmm. She's this four, allegedly 14 years old. That's mm-hmm. what their, you know, historians have said. But yet she's a vessel. vessel. She's yeah. a vessel. And I love the definition of vessel. It's uh, It says it's a, cont- a container such as a cask, bottle, kettle, cup, or bowl for holding something. Mm-hmm. And then the second definition says a person into whom some quality such as grace okay. indwells. This is Merriam-Webster. This is okay. Merriam-Webster, okay? I said, well, set us up. Set us set up us in up, the Mary. English language, okay? <laughs> so what has the Lord placed within you to be used for blessing others? Mm. You're a vessel. Mm-hmm. His Holy Spirit indwells you, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing in Acts. When the power, we coming off of Pentecost, you shall receive power mm-hmm. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. So mm-hmm. we have the indwelling work of the Holy Spirit within us. That means that we are vessels. We are his temples in which he dwells. And so what has the Lord placed within you yeah. to be used for blessing others? How can you be a conduit for the Holy Spirit Spirit's work to be poured out upon others. Yeah. And I got to say this too, because I feel like the Lord is showing us this thread. Whether you're a mama or not. Right. Whether you're a mama or not. Come on. Uh, and I look back at uh, the first part of this when we were talking about um, the Hebrew midwives and Abigail right? and now Mary, this thread of an embodied obedience, mm. y'all. Mm-hmm. Like 
Your mm. obedience is, and, and it's consistent with the example we see in we our Savior, it. Jesus Christ. Come on, obedience was embodied in on. the flesh and obeyed the Father to the point of death. Mm. So when we talk about all of these women who are on mission, we're talking about an embodied obedience. The Hebrew midwives putting their lives on the line better come by, by protecting life. Mm-hmm. Abigail putting her life on the mm-hmm. line by holding David back from unnecessary bloodshed. Mm-hmm. And now Mary putting her life physically on the line yes. by becoming pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Yes. And giving birth to Jesus. So mm-hmm. there's this embodied mm-hmm. obedience. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for us, this is an exhortation to realize like mm. our obedience will be embodied. Right. There will be some part of just being a person yes. where we have to put ourselves physically in places of obedience. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something in your so, whole body. Come on now, say it again. It's going to what? It's going to cost you something. So it can your be your time. Body. It can be, it could be your talents. It could be, but it's going to cost you something. Yeah. And this ain't a, this ain't the pretty mm-hmm. word. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. ain't, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. Yeah. There's but, an embodied man. But, mm. but in the cost of that, there is a blessing. Yeah. There is a blessing. Absolutely. There is a blessing. And even when you were talking about Jesus, I was thinking about the rest of that scripture that says, and because Jesus was poured out, right? Mm-hmm. He has now been given the name that is above every All name. Names, yeah. Even Jesus himself was blessed by mm-hmm. God the Father. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, because she Ooh. like the actual blessing is being, because God is good and everything that comes from him is abundant and good. We were talking about in the last episode, it's not this Jesus as an ATM sort of transactional Come thing, on now. But it's purely walking in obedience, you can experience more of God and God is abundant and God is good. And so when you're experiencing more of God, you're experiencing this fruitfulness, you're experiencing this abundance, you're experiencing all that is good. Yes. Not because he pays you out for your Come obedience, on. Come on. but because just being near to him and just being in his presence and just being under his authority a church up gives today. you what is good. Woo! Because he is good. Oh, you're making me clap in here today. So, I mean, just for the goodness of God. For the goodness of we God. We draw near to him. We, we draw obey near to him. him. And, and there's a joy in obeying mm-hmm. him. Look at, I mean, that's why I'm like, this ain't Mary's song and it was sad. Yeah. Honey, she was giving praise. She was giving praise. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay? If they, uh, I was like, oh goodness, it's, yeah. a praise it's a praise because it's a yep. joy mm-hmm. to obey. Yes. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Let's talk about Lydia. Let's Ooh. talk about Lydia. In Acts. Let me oh, turn my Bible. Turn your Bible to Acts turn 16. To Acts 16. 
we're talking about Lydia now. And so I love that we're transitioning through the whole story of the Bible. We've got Mary, Mary, who shows up at the beginning of Acts. And I mean, talk about how she will continue to multiply for Come this on. new church, this mm-hmm. new family, mm-hmm. as she was fruitful in bringing Jesus onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Now we go to what is happening in this new, ch- in this new beginning, mm-hmm. in this new chapter, mm-hmm. this new chapter for the church in Acts. So in Acts 16, we've got Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to read this passage yes, for us? Girl, Lydia I shows do. Up? I do. Acts 16, 12 through 15 and verse 40. It says, from Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace the next day to Neapolis. And from there to Philippi, a Roman colony and a leading city of the district of Macedonia. We stayed in that city for several days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the city gate by the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the women gathered there. We sat down and spoke to the women gathered there. Let me say it one more time. We sat down and spoke to the women gathered there. A God-fearing woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, was listening. The Lord opened her heart to respond to what Paul was saying. After she and her household were baptized, she urged us, If you consider me a believer in the Lord, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us, verse 40, after leaving the jail, they came to Lydia's house where they saw and encouraged the brothers and sisters and departed. So let's let's talk about this, mm-hmm. how Lydia is on mission within the mandate, yeah. right? So first of all, this is Paul's Woo! narrative. He's telling the story of their journey. This is Paul, y'all. This is Paul, y'all. Paul is talking. He's Paul's telling talking. us about this, this missional journey, this mission journey going uh-huh. throughout the area. Mm-hmm. Um beginning churches, seeding churches, mm-hmm. seeing where churches are already existing mm-hmm. to encourage them. Yep. And he comes upon this place uh-huh. where he encounters Lydia. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Lydia is a spectator at first. Let at me first. just say this. Because he came and it was a whole bunch of women right. sitting there. Okay. Right. Lydia was not saved before this time. Mm-hmm. She was a spectator. She's hearing the word. Yeah, She's though, hearing the word. It says in uh, 14, in, in verse 14, the Lord opened up her heart to mm-hmm. respond to to what Paul was saying. Mm-hmm. And so, and then after that, they were baptized. So she is coming to a deeper place of faith. She was yes. God-fearing before, which means yes. she knew. She worshiped God, yes. She worshiped she God. She knew Old Testament. She knew Old she Testament. She maybe knew Old Testament. Yeah. She maybe knew about God, but she didn't know the revealed um, testimony of God through Jesus. Jesus. And so That's right. then after she is, after her heart is opened by the Lord, mm-hmm. she then responds in faith faith. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. yeah. So where are we at as far as her being on mission within the mandate and yeah, yeah, I know we were talking a lot about this expansive obedience. So how does this apply to Lydia? We started talking about like Mary's multiplication and how it led Mm -hmm. to expansive obedience through Jesus, right? And now we're talking about the actual expansive obedience that really comes to life when we look at the life of Lydia. And so we see uh, expansive obedience in God's mandate for it was one that was cultivating from seed and what was provided. So here is Lydia who is cultivating 
marketing through her business, mm-hmm. which is a seed. A seed is her business. It's one way of we see of us seeing this come to life. And Leah, Lydia, I'm sorry, I said Leah. Lydia was not a buyer um, or a dyer. Mm-hmm. She was not. She was one. She was not the person who was dying the clothes. She was mm-hmm. not the person who was buying it. She was a dealer. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is a girl boss. Mm-hmm. So when y'all saw that book, girl boss, listen. She wasn't a. Okay. She's not the first girl boss. Lydia is the real girl boss. Okay. She is the epitome of what we know as mm-hmm. one of the women who is just like. She's orchestrating stuff. And we know this because she came from Thyra Tyra, right? So she's extremely wealthy. As a dealer, she's like a CEO. Yeah. This is what this woman a is. This woman, yeah. she's, um, she is a CEO, mm-hmm. okay? She is a CEO. And she's an entrepreneur. So that's a whole nother thing because she started her own business. And it does not tell us in the text that she's ma- married or she has children, mm-hmm. any of that. So this dealing uh, that she was doing was for upper-class wealthy individuals. It allows us to know that um, she was extremely wealthy. She was a woman who was about business Mm -hmm. and she was a woman about the bodies of people. Mm -hmm. She she cared about people. It says that this one, it, it allows us to know that this woman had her own home mm-hmm. and had a whole household. Yeah. And so she she uh, it allows us to see that she was not the norm. Right. Th- because in society, as Leah talked about before, right, there is a household. Most women are known from their family names. Mm-hmm. Most women are known from the households. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's calling her by herself. She has her own household. And so it's just not the norm. She takes the seed. Mm-hmm. She's multiplying it, right, mm-hmm. through multiple application yeah right and and having dominion she's having dominion over the seed of what has been given to right. her through these resources of dying and she cared for everything that she put her hands toward yeah whether it was the actual physical business she owned mm-hmm. or whether it was the people who were in her household yeah and yeah. so it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful example of fruitfulness, right? Yes, she yes. is taking this, what she has, and mm-hmm. she is being fruitful with it. Yes. And she's being fruitful, not just for her own gain, because yes. that's not really fruitfulness if you're yes. not producing from yes. the source. And the source is always from yes. God, but it's fruitfulness because yes. it ends up really uh, pouring into what God is doing through the expansion of the church, yes. through the multiplication of the gospel. Yes. And we we see that she also was operating in expansive obedience because it's not just that she's caring for her household and her business, mm-hmm. but we see that as she has now, her, the Holy Spirit has opened her heart. She's received the work of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. She is now saying, hey, I am going to use my hospitality, what I have between my two feet and Mm -hmm. with my hands, Mm -hmm. and I'm opening the doors. Will you all come stay? So Mm -hmm. she's blessing. She's expanding through the obedience of what, expanding obedience through even inviting people into her home and hosting them and having them. You know, it is it is profound and powerful. Yeah, it's profound fruitfulness for sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so w- when we think about like specific to her calling and role mm-hmm. and context, we talked a lot about that already is her as a business owner, as this wealthy woman. Mm-hmm. Um, what other things are like specific where we see her on mission yeah. in her calling role and context? Yeah, so I loved as as when when I was reading this text that there were three things that, that were revealed as I was reading it. 
it, which mm-hmm. was um, Lydia really embodied the word wisdom and wealth. And when I'm saying wealth, she, well, I'm talking about influence. And so mm-hmm. we see that she embodied the the word prior to the gospel being received by her. We see that she was already a woman of the word. CSB says God-fearing. ESV says a worshiper of God. Here is what we know, though, is that she worshiped what she knew, what she knew. which was God. Yeah. And I'm God. just going to say this, yeah. is that in tra- some translations, we when People are worshiping other gods. It, it in every translation, it's written in small G. Mm-hmm. This is a big G. Mm-hmm. So we know that she's worshiping Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Okay. She worshiped Yahweh. And then when there is this supernatural salvific revelation of what's made known, it becomes personal for her. And so it is just a beautiful thing. It even says it in the text that so beautifully that the Lord opens her heart to receive the whole counsel, the, the, the fulfillment of what God was seeking to do at the beginning of creation. Mm -hmm. And he opens her heart and she receives the gospel. And so, we see that she is a woman of the word. She is rooted and she's sitting there and the Lord, the Holy, the Lord opens her heart. And then we see that she's a woman of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Lydia was a woman whose words were seasoned, that they were chock full of wisdom in navigating uncomfortable conversations and invitations. Practically speaking, even though she has her own household in this time, a woman should not be inviting a man into that. That was not very forward yeah risky it was very risky for her to Mm -hmm. do that right and not only that but we were talking about abigail yeah i'm thinking about abigail too all the risks yeah the risks they were risk takers but even for this context right this is an urban christian woman okay lydia is an urban christian woman because she's in a place of commerce right there's buying and selling happening so we know that this is an urban type city center type situation yes and she's in this like business area. And we know that in urban settings, even at that time, Mm -hmm. there was more moving about of women, right? Mm -hmm. They were involved in the commerce. They were involved. involved. We even see that sort of like hinted to in the Proverbs 31 woman, like she's figuring out how to be wise um, and and create income even for her household. So there's creativity with that. There's a a sort of engagement Mm -hmm. with what's happening, Mm -hmm. the trading and the Mm -hmm. moving about in the city center. Mm -hmm. But even in the midst of that, Mm -hmm. women were still viewed as sort of like okay i mean their their um yeah. Their testimony, yeah, their they, testimony was not viewed as the same as men. Yeah. And so there was some sort of like, okay, it is risky to really get involved with sort of like the yeah. implications of right. the social implications right. of right. trusting or relying on a woman. And, and so I'm, th- I'm the, even thinking about Paul yeah. and, and the fact that Paul knew the law, yeah. he who he was witnessing to, and he also knew like the, the awareness that he really knew how things were operating um in the in the church space right, right? right places within Israel and then the fact that he himself is also speaking to the fact that he himself was so enamored mm-hmm. by the gospel mm-hmm. right and the gospel reveals so much more that it is not a place of partiality right. yeah he it is not, not a place of partiality. same board barriers. he's not operating yeah. in those barriers anymore because the gospel has been revealed through his son Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and Christ has broken down the walls of hostility mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so because of that he's like yeah. Yeah. 
Come one, come all. Right, right. right? In the last days, Joel right. says he'll sp- he'll pour his spirit out on all flesh, men come on and now. women. And so Lydia is an example of a woman who experienced just the, the spirit of God coming yes. on her. Yes. And so, yeah, she knew how to navigate that. And she yes. knew how to navigate those sort I of love, cultural yes. limitations. Yes. And still heeding to, you yes. know, recognizing Paul's authority yes. among the churches mm-hmm. of saying, what did she say? If you see fit, yes. right? If you consider me a believer in the Lord, if you consider me worthy, come stay at my house. Mm-hmm. And so she is deferring to Paul's authority in the church. And she's saying, yo, but I'm opening my home. Mm-hmm. I would love to participate mm-hmm. in the fruitfulness and the multiplication of mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. And they do. They mm-hmm. view her in that way. They yeah. give her that that privilege of serving in that way. Yes. And so this, so she is a woman of wisdom because she does not assert herself. She's a girl boss, mm-hmm. literally. I mean, like, yeah. she could have just said like, hey, like, Come in. But she's saying, if you consider me, there's this respect, this this mm-hmm. kindness, and this wisdom and discernment of how to navigate that space. And yeah. then finally, we see her influence, her wealth through influence. And Lydia is a woman of influence, and she is inviting the gospel in the spaces and places of influence yeah. that she has. Yeah. Yeah. She is using her gift of hospi- hospitality, and she's intersecting it with her influence. Yeah. You would imagine, and this is just our spiritual imagination, right? Right. But if she's a mover and shaker in business, you would imagine that she's moving around with other business movers and shakers, Absolutely. people of influence. So the people, I was just like saying as we were prepping this, I'm like, I'm imagining like her portico just overflowing. And it's one of those LA parties where people yeah, yeah, are rubbing yeah. shoulders yeah, yeah, yeah. and talking about what's happening in their yeah. commerce and stuff yeah. like that. And she's like, come into this space. Yes. Yes. Share the gospel in this space. Yes. yes. In my places of influence. Yes. And um, just letting the hospitality and the gospel exist in her home. Yes, um, in between those spaces. And I think that- in her household. I mean, it says yeah. that her whole household. So she, you know that she had some type of family. We don't know if it was, if she was widowed, she probably was married, yeah. she had some children. Whoever was, whoever, whoever servants, was in the house. Servants probably, yeah. you know, whoever made up that household was also a part of this influence. Yes, yes. And so we just see her operating and how mm-hmm. she's not neglecting these, these, these spaces. She's allowing them to intersect. And I think that that's very profitable. And that's something that we can glean as we're mm-hmm. going to continue to talk about um, this, Leah. What are some things that we can glean from yeah. her story? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that we, as, if you, this is for the women who are girl bosses, right? Mm-hmm. This is for the women Leah's who- a girl boss. <laughs> She is. You are too, girl. I know, I know, I know. We are women that God has given some measure of influence and mm-hmm. we, you know, obviously wield it humbly. But as women with influence and wealth, right? I, I can't say I got wealth. I ain't, I'm stepping out on that one. Uh, <laughs> you feel free to step in on that one. You got a husband right. who's legal, all that right. stuff. But um, we are invited in and we are mm-hmm. inviting people into these spaces and places of influence, mm-hmm. right? So here's what we can glean. Are we using the gifts and talents that we have for the edification of ourselves, right? Like for the Mm -hmm. sort of uh, increasing of our own influence or Mm -hmm. for the glory of God, right? Mm -hmm. Are we trying to influence Mm -hmm. in our spaces of influence? Mm -hmm. Are we trying to influence towards our own reputation, our own selves, or towards the gospel of Jesus Mm -hmm. being fruitful and multiplying, Mm -hmm. right? And so that, that is, that's, this is for the women who are the movers and shakers, right? This is for the women who are the entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, are we rooting ourselves? Are you rooting yourselves in God's word and receiving the wisdom and the 
discernment of how to navigate those spaces, how to navigate mm-hmm. those conversations, mm-hmm. comfortable or uncomfortable, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. discerning the move of God, mm-hmm. where He, um, where He's calling you to invite somebody into mm-hmm. that space of influence to be uh, exposed to the gospel, and then using that influence to point others to the hope of God, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, even when we're, we are going to continue to talk about is just like. We have right. We have women who are coming on oh, yes. soon with I'm some super stories about of, it of them Listen, real life y'all. women on mission. Listen, and we will hear examples yes. of how this um, yes. this contradiction between nah, not the hustle grind mindset, but the fruitfulness yes. mindset yes. of what you do in your space in your sphere of influence mm-hmm. to be fruitful. Yes. Um, yes, as a part of being on mission. Yes, so. like I love I love the juxtaposition of the up coming um, episode, like we've talked about women who are on mission in the Bible. And I love that the spectrum was sort of all over the place a little Mm -hmm. bit. You've got a mother, you've got a vessel, you've got a woman who is using um, Mm -hmm. her role as the spouse of someone. You've got uh, midwives, you've got uh, this girl boss, right? We've Mm -hmm. got women all over the place from women of the Bible on mission. And on the next episode, we're going to have everyday women on mission and I'm going to tell y'all also all over the spectrum who are also I'm so excited I am so excited because they speak to this so well so candidly Mm -hmm. Um, and so listen ladies we want to encourage you listen stay tuned for that stay tuned for that but we have gleaned so much Mm -hmm. I think from Mary this you know there's so different spectrums on our conversation today Mm -hmm. Mary being just a vessel who uh, was used by the Lord so profoundly Mm -hmm. and her posture and how we can glean from her and then Lydia Mm -hmm. who is this girl boss and like what we can glean from her they're just two different spectrums but I feel like a huge part of this as a reminder is this posture of obedience, this yeah. posture uh, to discern well, to think well, mm-hmm. to um, be able to understand and be reminded of what our mandate mm-hmm. is, which is to be fruitful, mm-hmm. to multiply, to fill the earth and have mm-hmm. dominion over mm-hmm. it, right? So yeah. Leah, will you pray for us yeah. today? Father, we are thankful for your word that comes alive. We're thankful for these examples of these faithful women mm-hmm. who are on mission in scripture. Um, mm-hmm. Eon before what we can imagine yes. context that we can't imagine but yes. yet they were so faithful mm-hmm. and we can even just even the fact that we can just take a step into their stories yes. and learn and Thank glean is just an evidence of your kindness towards us that we're not mm-hmm. out here wilding on our own trying to figure Come out on. how to do right before That's the Lord right. but you Facts. have given us um, examples you yes. have given us instructions you yes. have given us words of warning and yes. words of wisdom yes. through your word to guide us and so yes. We thank you for that. We mm-hmm. thank you for the example of, mm-hmm. of being a humble vessel. We thank you for the example of being mm-hmm. an influencer who yes. uses the, that um, yes. those yes. those reaches to uh, influence for the gospel. Mm-hmm. We thank you for the example of mm-hmm. embodied obedience yes. of what it means to put ourselves in spaces where mm-hmm. we are called to fully engage with mm-hmm. obeying God, uh, yes. your call help and your commandment for us. And so help us to be fruitful mm-hmm. where we are on mission uh, today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day, ladies.